This is the Getsy Health Podcast with Janique and Tristan Roney. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. I have two of my most favorite people on the podcast today. <laughs> like two. <laughs> I have Gina. Welcome. Hey guys. And we have Raj Jana. Welcome, Raj. Hi. Do you so you guys, Raj is like, he's like my brother. He's like my twin. I just love this man. I mean, I love both of these people so much. Whenever they're in town, it's like a family reunion. And I just, and I can't believe that I get to spend time with these amazing souls. And so they're both in town today. And we were just reminiscing on the four weeks that Tristan has passed. Can you guys believe it's been four weeks? Oh my God. Oh, no. I mean, the amount of love that I still feel from him. I know. In every moment. And in the kids, I know. In the house, like I, I, he just randomly pops into my mind all mm-hmm. the time. And you know, Gina and I talk about him quite a lot. A lot. <laughs> like he's palpable. He's still you know here. I mean? Yeah, like he's still yeah. here all the time. He's like a part of our lives he, all the time. And like decision making. He's not a memory. No, he's like an active part of our lives. Active. He's, and don't you feel like him passing has changed your opinion? on what death is like. Oh my gosh. Like I was so unsure. I was so scared about death, even though I was like, it's going to be okay. And even my friend, my friend, Jess, Jessica White, I'm going to get her on the podcast sometime because her husband passed away two years ago. And she told me, Janique, they don't go. They're still here. She's like, I still have a relationship with my husband. It's just across dimensions. And I didn't know what she was talking about. I had no clue. And she just said how she feels him in so many things and he sends her messages all the time. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and we get to experience it. Yeah. I mean, we have all these really close mutual friends, like our friend Jason. Yesterday he was telling me, Tristan popped up in my meditation. I saw him and other people are like, I see him in my dreams. I see him in visions. I see him in my meditations. He is here. Well, that's yep. the beautiful nature of love too, right? Like when you feel somebody and you really love them, like yes. the love just evolves. Mm-hmm. Right? Love is amorphous. It's not something that has any physical form. It doesn't fit in a box. Exactly. It is truly like a new way to communicate with yeah. him. Right. And like you said, it, it completely shifted my perception on mm-hmm. death. That I did have this fear of like, once you're gone, what if that is it and you're just gone? And right. it's the most unbelievable experience that like I feel him so much. I have so much more confidence in that like he's there and he's like, Don't worry, when you get here, it's gonna be great. It's great. <laughs> and you just keep right. doing you right now and right. I'm here. We're still here. We're just communicating in a very different way. Right. A very different way. And and that's the beauty of the communication because it has to be from a heart space. I feel like if I didn't do all the emotional work I've been doing over the past year, I wouldn't be able to feel him. I wouldn't be able to step into this love and communicate through love, you know, because, because I feel like that's where we go after this life is just in this amazing, amazing life and love vortex. Well, I started re-listening to Conversations with God, mm, which you amazing. recommended to me, which yes. was one of the most life-changing books. I cannot recommend it, is. it enough. It's literally life-changing. And I, so I started re-listening to it again yesterday and him saying like, God, whether you're comfortable with the word or not comfortable with the word, but like you can experience 
people or God through so much more than language. Like yes, language yes. is so limiting. Like it's yes. in, and we're looking for like language or a perfect sign, but like it can show up in mm-hmm. experience, in emotion, in feelings. Like right. when you have an emotion or a feeling, that is Tristan communicating to you. Yes. Or like it, you can find it in so many different ways. Right, right. But you can't feel that when your heart and your soul is in a state of closed chaos. Closed off. Or it's closed off. Mm-hmm. Or you are fear and victim. Or, you know, if you are angry or, you know, like I can't feel him when I'm in states of chaos. Mm -hmm. Like I just have to be extremely present. And I mentioned this in the last podcast, but if I think back to the past, I get really sad and then I lose this feeling of him. And when I think of like what we are missing out on, I lose him again, Mm -hmm. you know? And so the gift that he has given me, us is like, nope, it's just here. It's just now like, right now is the most important thing you can focus on presence is the greatest present it is it is the greatest present it is i mean when when we can truly and even leaning into health like i feel like the more present i am with what's true when i'm present with what's true in this moment in Mm -hmm. my body as opposed to me thinking into my mind what i need to do where i Mm -hmm. need to go how do i want to feel what needs to happen boom 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 like I lose touch with the healing magic of the body. Oh, that's so 100%. true. 100%. Exactly. Yes. Like and being present with the body versus having the anxiety around the body. It's so different. Like our perception of what our body, like the state of our body is in right now. Like we were talking about this earlier. You know, a lot of the time when people get sick, you know, we think our body let us down. Our body did this. Our body did that. What if our body is actually slowing you down to reconnect? What if your body is just purging things that are not supposed to be there? What if your body is working for you instead of against you? And so when you're present with your body and you're slow with your body and you allow it to do its work and get out of the way, it's magic. That lesson has been coming to me so hard lately where I think everything I always did was this out of what am I supposed to do? And like kind of thinking ahead and pushing. And I think I mentioned this before that I've been having this crazy weird, like neck muscle issue. Mm -hmm. And I came at it with this like real frustration that I've been struggling with this for years of like, why does this neck muscle give me issues? And every time I try to work out, it flares up and it gets worse. And I'm Mm -hmm. like really angry. And I know a lot of people feel that way when they get an injury and they're trying really hard. And recently I realized like, oh my gosh, this muscle in my neck is my greatest teacher. Mm -hmm. Like it's telling Mm -hmm. me like, Hey, slow down get out of your head and connect to me. And then when I like slow down and I get really present with my body and I listen to what it needs, or I really focus on, you know, contracting every little, like each muscle that I'm exercising. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm doing bicep curls and I'm really thinking about my bicep, like it's forcing me to slow down and connect with my bicep and my body instead of just like, go, go, go and push, push, push and and stay disconnected from my body. And Mm -hmm. so it's interesting how it's allowed me to be so much more present and let that pain be my teacher and my guide into my body. I love that. That's such a perfect segue into what our podcast is about. We were talking about moving from this deprivation mindset around healing Mm -hmm. into inspiration. Yes, because, and we're going to talk about this the rest of the podcast, but I've recently gone back into the clinic and I feel like a lot of our job as, you know, you as a dietitian and me as a wellness coach is trying to get people safe in their bodies again and getting out of this like energy of fear 
and doing, doing, doing this very masculine energy of beating our bodies into submission. And so we're going to be unpacking that today. But before we do, a lot of listeners, a lot of people on Instagram, I want to go quickly go back to Tris and the kids. A lot of people have asked how the kids are doing. Mm. And so I'm going to finish off with how the kids are. And, you know, it's been interesting because I said this earlier in my Instagram, uh, my stories last week. I don't know if I did a great job of preparing them for death. You know, my kids are, but they're doing really great. And I don't think there is a right way to prepare your children. The only thing you can do for them is when you do the work so you can hold really safe space for them. Mm -hmm. Space that is loving, space that is gentle. And I think I've done a really good job at that of just, you know, like letting them feel the sadness and like, they'll say, I'm really sad about daddy. It's like, well, what are you sad about? Well, I just miss him. And we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about like what the last few months were like. We'll talk about happy memories. We'll look at videos and then we'll just hold each other in love, you know, and just let them move it through them. Does it get difficult for them to talk about or do they feel comfortable talking about their emotions and their sadness around it? I think they're different. You know, Tennyson, he says, I don't want to talk about it because it makes me sad. And sometimes a song will come on, they'll call it daddy's song, you know, like the Odessa song Mm -hmm. or Undone by Olafur Arnolds. And Satori will say, this is the daddy song. It fills my body and breaks my heart. You know, like, isn't that so sweet? Oh my God. She is so, she's like, this is the song that fills my body and breaks my heart. Like they just feel so deeply. And I allow the sad songs to come on because I actually want them to move the emotions through them, like push, like not be like, I don't want to, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to feel it. It's like, no, let's feel it and release it and then fill it with like fun and love and snuggles. I just have to say, Jenny, like you are such a good mom. Yeah. Thank you. Like I, and and I want to really, (laughs) well, of course none of us are. And I, and I just really want to highlight, like there is no playbook. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So you said, I don't right know if wrong. I did a great job of preparing my kids for death. Like, just think There's about the no absurdity of that, of, yeah. that, of that statement for a second. Right, like, right. and that's, I guess, a great even conversation about what we're talking mm-hmm. about today is like the mind thinks it can control right. this, uh, like this thing that's just so mm-hmm. unpredictable. Like you're right. striving for like, perfection in, right. in feelings in this, and emotion or and, something. And, like it just, and you're naturally being and embodying that loving presence that's mm-hmm. allowing your kids to have this experience, this this feeling level connection with their dad. Right. And it's and it is this roller coaster. It is mm-hmm. this it's, gorgeous experience and all is. of it. It is. And you know, and I think you kind of nailed it like from a loving place. Like as long as we parent from love, not from expectation, not from nothing. It's just like just holding safe space and presence with my children as they go through the motions. Realizing that they are reacting from pain, not because they're bad children, not because they don't want to listen to me. They just don't know how to process. I mean, adults don't even know how to process. I think I just got a DM from someone saying, my loved one died four years ago and I'm still struggling, you know? And it's like, we we don't know how to unpack this. We we shouldn't expect children how to unpack this either. And so I would say the hardest parts is sometimes at night, the kids resist going to bed because we used to both lay with the kids, like Tristan would lay with one kid and I would lay with the other one and we would just snuggle them until they fell asleep. Now it's just me mm. and they both want me to snuggle them both at the same time, but they don't want to be in the same beds. And so sometimes it's just this chaos where they're like crying. They're like, I want you in my bed. And, and so that's hard, but it's, but we're figuring it out. And, yeah. you know, and what's really amazing, you know, Tristan, he told me, I, I won't say how, but 
that he would send people to me. You know, he said, I'm going to send you people. And it's funny because one of those nights where I was struggling and Tennyson was struggling and Satori was struggling. One of our friends, Aspen, she texted me right at this moment where I was just about to have a meltdown. And she said, what do you need? Mm. Right? Wow. She said, she talk said, about us all being right. connected to the same wireless network. Yeah, right. She said, hey, what do you need right now? And I'm like, I'm not doing great. And she said, can I come over? And I said, yes. And just her holding space with me as my kids were, and then I called my mom. I was like, okay, I need help. And I called my mom over and she was putting one of the kids to sleep. And I was rocking Tennyson as he was crying and Aspen was there talking with him. And, you know, it's, it hasn't been easy, but they just need love. They just need safety. They just need support. And so for me to do the work and to always try to come back to life, like sometimes we think I can read this parenting book and I can do all of these mental gymnastics to help my kid be this amazing person. And really like the trick is just parent them out of love, unconditional love. Like don't put expectations on them. Don't be like, I need them to read 10 books and connect with me five times a day in order for them to be an extraordinary human being. No, just play with them. Just play and love them. And I'll even add this. Like if you think about kids, like they're closer to the veil than, oh, than we are. <laughs> like, we're like old, like, yes. like we have so many years, like we have to unlearn all the things we learned about death. Like right. Satori, when I look at her and she's processing things the way she's processing mm-hmm. them, there's a wisdom to the way that the child is moving things through oh, her know. body and trusting that and loving that and honoring that and creating the space for her and tend to just have right. their own experience is probably actually the most useful right. and best right. parenting thing one can do. Like, right. Like our kids can teach us, but instead we beat the magic and the wonder out of them by putting expectations on them. Right. Yeah. You have to get A's. You have to do this. You have to do things a certain way, but they re- like, they come in through this world like you said, closer to the veil, they are our greatest teachers. They teach us to slow down and to play. And, and what parallels with our body is that we put yes. this expectation on like, yes. be this way. And we take the magic out of healing, like yes. be this way, perform this way, <laughs> hurry. Out of healing. What a great segue because, you know, in the gutsy uh, Zoom calls, you, so you guys, our gutsy health membership we love to call this masculine energy and feminine energy. And the masculine energy is the learning and the information and the science and the biochemistry, the structure, the structure, the the outline The you know, and so we have this really beautiful masculine product where we have so much beautiful information and so many lectures and so many classes and so many handouts, but then we get to integrate it from a feminine energy standpoint where we come into the zoom calls and people ask their questions like, I am still stressed out about this and this and this. And then we say, okay, what does your body want? Are you doing the mindset stuff? Are you slowing down? Are you enjoying yourself? Where is your play? Where is your joy? Where is your fun and your healing? Because we do, we come from this masculine place of do, 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 more protocols, more protocols, more protocols, more cutting out, more cutting out, more elimination, more restriction. Okay, am I healing now? No, I'm miserable. And what we say is, where is the joy? Where is the fun? Can we switch that up? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> that's what we're about so, to say. So <laughs> into our podcast, we're going to talk about like switching from this masculine do, do, do. And what is the word that we keep using from deprivation? Deprivation. Because that energy, you guys, that energy of I have to, I have to take supplements. I have to follow this food plan. I have to cut out gluten. 
versus I get to. Yeah, that was, I, I think that what, I want to, um, yes. one thing Raj had recently said to me that was really helpful to go about approaching my health because I was getting stuck in the place of where I want to be very gentle and nurturing to my body. And I find that that is when my body comes into alignment, when I'm gentle, when I'm loving and mm-hmm. nurturing it. But then my science brain is also like, but things like the liver reset actually helps your body. It helps mm-hmm. lower inflammation, all these things. But it can be, if you've ever done a, a liver detox or anything, it can be a little bit of an intense. So mm-hmm. I was feeling trapped between, do I do gentle and nurturing or this science, but it's intense. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. It's like my brain and my heart are conflicted. And one thing Raj had brought to my attention that was such a great way of looking at it is it's not about the thing. Yeah. It's not a, It's not so much about what you're doing. It's the energy of how you're doing it. I and love that. Do you get to do this in a loving place? Do you get to check in with your body and, and see, yes, these foods would be good for me and these ones not so much. And it comes from this very loving, healing, nurturing place versus this intensity and this I have to and deprivation. Mm-hmm. And it's so much more about the energy behind it versus 100%. the 100%. I love that the energy you could do the exact same thing with different energies. It's, yes. I mean, absolutely. That's, that's absolutely it. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a workout, doesn't matter if it's a desire to have a healthier life, like right. the intention mm-hmm. behind what you're doing. Right. Um, the origin of the intent is, is literally the seed that all that it's the seed that heals. Right. Because if you come into something thinking that you're not enough, that I need to do better, that I need to grow, that I need something different yada, 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 then you're going to be in this race to the end, this rat race. And that right. rat race is just this hustle culture that then puts you into more stress and puts you into more doing. It puts you into this place where your mind is in the driver's seat instead of mm-hmm. your mind being in service to the heart. But then when you can switch it over mm-hmm. to paying attention first, mm-hmm. how do I feel? How do I want to feel? Where am I going? Mm-hmm. And Why? Well, I love that you said that because I always was in that and I felt like I was always behind. Yes. Like I'm like I've never reaching where I'm trying to go. Like I'm always behind because I'm always thinking ahead and like there's this anxious, fear, nervous energy versus just coming back to presence and being yeah. with my body. And like, what does my body actually need right now? Right. Raj, you said something, your mind being in service in the heart to the heart. Mm-hmm. I don't think hardly anyone probably like 98 percent of the population has never experienced that we're all kind of slaves to and i don't mean like ego like i'm so amazing but like we're slaves to the ego of consciousness right like our our mind is constantly overriding everything and looking for the flaws and the the worst case scenarios but when we can actually train our minds become extremely mindful slow down and train our minds to be in service to the heart Things are in flow. Things are easy. Things are fun. Things are joyous, right? Because the heart and the soul, they want alignment. They want love. Like the vibrational frequencies that I think our souls and our hearts thrive in is love, joy, peace, presence, play. But unfortunately, when our minds take over, as they do, as we grow out, as we become less childlike, because Everything I just said about the heart and the soul, that's what children come into this world with, right? They come in with so much play, so much magic, so much wonder. Well, and also, can I just say that you're saying that I think that our, however the words that you were to use it, that I think that our bodies, you know, need the the best is this joy and this love and everything. 
But what's so interesting is these researchers at the HeartMath Institute actually look at things like heart rate variability and mm-hmm. different health, like health indicators that predict longevity and aging. And they look at the differences when people are cultivating joy and love and gratitude in their bodies and how it actually directly changes their heart rate variability, their all these different keys to longevity. Amazing. And, and so when they're at these lower level vibrational things like fear and shame and guilt and worry mm-hmm. and these things, it's actually, it's they can directly read that it's negatively impacting their health. So we have to have love and joy and heal in order for our bodies to heal. Otherwise yes. we're out of sync and out of coherence. So you're literally saying that our bodies will not heal in fear. Our bodies will not right. heal in stress. Our body raises cortisol. You have that breakdown, mm-hmm. the wear and tear. So it's not even just like a woo, like love it's heals not. all. It's actually like these emotions change our physical chemistry towards healing. A hundred percent. And our perception, and I always say this, but our perception of the world literally changes our brain chemistry, which changes our body chemistry, which changes our cells and our tissues, right? Like an event can happen and person A can view that event as beautiful. Like for instance, let's use the death of Tristan, right? Tristan died and somehow his community found the beauty in it and we are just gushing with love and feeling him and we have these open hearts and other people can say that is so tragic that is so sad i can't even listen to your podcast because it's triggering me right same event two different perspectives two different chemical cascades happening in our bodies and that triggering event like let's say you do listen to this and you get triggered what's the wisdom in it Mm, right like i love that there's a brilliance to being present with it and allowing yourself to feel in the mm-hmm. me- because like i love to think of you know your, your emotions and the things that you don't want to feel mm-hmm. like, your body wouldn't be creating them without reason right. like they're medicine like it is literally you're, when you want to cry your body's literally like hey crying is going to help you make it's going to help you feel better yeah whether it's it doesn't matter it's like your body is giving you those feelings Mm -hmm. as medicine Mm -hmm. and when you surrender to it and Mm -hmm. you, and that's that feminine allowing when you allow those emotions to flood you and you create the container, the masculine, the, the ability to just hold space for yourself, which is that self-love, that, that energy of just presence. Mm -hmm. We can allow that you allow those triggers to actually heal and you allow the universe to continue giving you things that you can heal. And that to me is is the dance that we all get to do in our journeys to more well-being, which is this dance between the doing, the habits, the mindsets, the workouts, the dieting, but then the energy of it being this dance with the divine, the universe, and that, hey, when the universe gives me something that I don't want, mm-hmm. how can I lean into it when there's an uncomfortable, like I just, you know, I'm recovering right now from a stomach bug. And when I had my stomach bug, all I wanted to do was just get back. Yeah. I was like, where, how can hustle. I make this go away? How can I make this go away? How can I make this go away? But it wasn't until I just let my body purge the way that it wanted to purge mm-hmm. that my body actually started feeling better. I love that. And I had to change my relationship with the discomfort and the pain and allow the pain to just be an experience that my body is having. It is not something that that ties to any one it doesn't mean anything more than that. My body is giving me this gift. It's like, hey, this is gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to taste very good, yeah. but it's the medicine that's going to get you where you want to go. Right. Right. Just trust me. Right. Because I have more wisdom and more information than you do. Can we talk about that for a sec? Mm-hmm. Because we, so, so many people do not trust their bodies. 
there is zero trust. And here's the thing, because trust in our bodies is actually a skill that we have to practice. And so that's why a lot of people lean on the protocols, lean on the supplements, lean on their practitioners or their coaches or their dietitians, because they actually don't trust their body to take the driver's seat. So I want to talk about how we actually got here because I, a hundred million, I would bet every cent I have on this idea that our bodies are the most intelligent vessels on this planet. Oh my gosh. They're, so our bodies... I grew up Mormon, but even when I was Mormon, I believed in the, like the power of God through evolution. Like how do we have this universe and these planets and these incredible species and all of these bodies that when you stand in sunlight, they make hormone, they decrease inflammation, they make you happier. Like how do we have the magic and intelligence of these really ancient vessels, right? And so we have these bodies that our souls get to sit in during a short period of time and experience this life. But these bodies are so intelligent. They were born from an intelligence that science cannot understand yet, Mm -hmm. right? And so we come into these really brilliant vessels with these ancient souls as being these ancient souls. And no one teaches us the manual of these vessels, no one. And so we go about life and we don't pick up on their messages and we don't pick up on their call back to our, yes. our center, to our light. Because I believe all of our symptoms, all our aches, all our pains, all of our emotions are just, it's a compass to come back to our true north, yes. to come yep. back to our higher self. Well, think uh-huh. about pain. Like we were taught from when we were very little, like pain equals bad. bad. We need it to doesn't. do something to make it go away. Right. And think about how much pain is being our teacher of like, there's something not right, or there's something that needs gentleness or something needs to be different or it needs healing or love, mm-hmm. whatever that it needs. Like it's this beautiful communicator, but somehow we've shifted the energy towards, I'm so angry at my body, I feel pain. And we're angry at our body because my body let me down. And here's the thing, we need to turn that narrative around and be like, no one taught you to listen to the earlier messages. So your body Mm. didn't let you down, you let your body down. And there's a level of accountability, personal ownership Mm -hmm. and accountability that is that allows that level of freedom to exist. Right. Right. Like if we keep blaming the bodies and it's us right. versus our bodies right. or, and that's the thing, the mind, ever heal? the mind, mm-hmm. even though it is a part of the body. Yes. I like to think of my mind as like this entity that runs on its own clock. Right. That runs on its own set of structures. That's just mm-hmm. trying to keep us alive. Mm-hmm. And the way it keeps us alive is based on patterns and things that it's learned. Yes. From it's, other people. From other people. Who are not evolved. Exactly. So <laughs> at the core of it, the mind is running on operating systems that haven't been upgraded since 1998 or whatever the heck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like like yes. these old softwares are just running the programs. Yes. And our lives evolve. Our needs evolve. Our microbiomes evolve. Like we mm-hmm. as human beings just evolve. Yes. And as we evolve, our needs to our need to pay attention to different markers, our need to pay attention to our hearts, our need to connect with that true north Mm -hmm. that is a felt experience becomes so much more important because if we don't have that as the foundation, we will crumble when something hard hits us in life. Oh my gosh, right. And we do crumble when things that are hard hit us because we are not taught this language of being present in our bodies and in our heart spaces. We try to just analyze the crap out of everything from people that are not evolved. Yeah. You know, and so when we can allow ourselves to understand the language of our bodies, 
and let our bodies come back to our center, to our true north, that's where healing happens. But what have we done? Like we said, we've been told, well, pain is bad. Just take ibuprofen, just cover it up. Just medicate with inflammatory food, medicate with inflammatory media, medicate with inflammatory people, right? And so we get it stuck in these loops of decay and our body, all our body wants is for us to come back to our higher selves. That's it. And then like you always say, it's like you can't hate your body back into healing. You can't (laughs) hate your body back into healing. You cannot. When it's trying to teach you and communicate with you, it's trying to be your guide and and your partner. Exactly. There's just a, a shift in the energy when you're looking for the root cause while you're aware of the symptom, mm-hmm. right? Like yes. I think our culture just shifts straight to the symptom. I have to make this pain, this discomfort go away. And I'm not saying that's not a healthy way to look at it either. Cause sometimes we do want that to go mm-hmm. away because it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Right. But we're adding an extra layer by simply being curious around why my body is choosing to purge or create this response to this thing right now. Right. And that curiosity alone can heal mm-hmm. because in that curiosity, there's open-mindedness, there's awareness, there's a willingness to just love and be patient with the body mm-hmm. that I think. And if you just make that one shift to just being more aware and present with your body right. as the symptoms are there and as you're figuring out how to navigate that, mm-hmm. you're just going to create a more holistic approach and a more holistic way of entering into the healing process and, and embodying a healing journey that sits well beyond the thing that's in front of you like it's a it's a habit that will build and compound as you grow and eventually you'll learn how to just love your body right during the pain mm-hmm. and, and you'll learn that dance but it's an absolute practice that we all get to do in every moment anytime something painful shows up right so people that are listening right now they're probably thinking this is all great and and whatnot but how do i practice that what does that practice actually look like And so what are some things that you guys have done to get to this place of awareness and being in a heart space when symptoms in your body come up instead of a headspace? Because the headspace, the masculine is like, something's bad, something needs to be fixed, something like this is going to snowball into something really awful. I'm going to, I have pain in my stomach. Now I'm going to have to have my gallbladder cut. And then it's like this, like the stories just keep going on and on. What do you do and how people that are listening right now, what would you tell them to do to you know, there's that movie Luca from Disney. Mm-hmm. Where Silencio, say, Bruno. Silencio Bruno. <laughs> Silence brain. We're going back to the heart and we're going to find the deeper message. Like what does a practice like that look like? So I can only speak from experience and mm-hmm. what's worked for me. Mm-hmm. And what's worked for me is actually it's, it's communication with yeah. others. Mm-hmm. So I feel like my mind usually goes into hyperdrive wanting to fix the symptoms because mm. I have to be at work. Or because I made this promise to this person that I would show up. Mm-hmm. Or so it's there's always this external person or thing that I committed to that I'm angry at myself for not being fit enough mm-hmm. or healthy enough to be there for. Yeah. So for me, it's been a really healthy practice of choosing my body's well being over the obligation that I had planned. I or the thing that. that I put on the calendar. And that simple act, like this week, in fact. I was supposed to meet up with a friend on Wednesday, which I ended up meeting up with him. But this Mm -hmm. is the wild thing. On Monday, I was having the worst time. Like my body was not getting better. I had the Mm -hmm. stomach bug and I was just like beating myself up. I was trying to take all these things to make it better. I was taking all these supplements. Nothing was working and I was just angry. And it wasn't until I surrendered to the idea that like, you know what? I just don't think I can go. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember being really sad about it. And I texted him and I was like, Hey buddy, I'm just not feeling well. Like I thought I'd be able to, I thought I'd be better by now, but my body just needs more time and it needs to feel better. And it, the wildest thing, the second I said that, and the second I allowed myself to just have that experience for myself, the second I chose myself, my body started feeling better. Amazing. And like the next hour I was like, like I felt spry. I was great. I was like, Oh um, I remember even telling Jane, I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. I think I can go tomorrow. Yeah. And like, I ended up rebooking my flight and making it out here and mm-hmm. you know, now we're together. But like, that's a great example of just, I think sometimes when we're trying so hard to fit inside of this controlled mm-hmm. environment that our minds want us to fit inside, mm-hmm. we don't give our bodies the space to heal in the way that they need to. Cause if you think about even nature, like, like I think about, you know, I want the thing tomorrow. I want the thing to be away now. Yeah. But that's not how nature works. No. Like nature takes its time and we are bodies that come from nature. Like we are flesh and bones Amazing. and blood and water. Yes. And like, so if we, when we get disconnected from that truth, we tend to think that a pill or a thing mm-hmm. or this fast track can get us there. Mm-hmm. But that's just not the truth. Nature works slowly and deliberately. Yes. That's how nature works. You know, winter doesn't just end in one day. It's a slow yet beautiful transition to spring, right? The flowers don't just blossom overnight. You know, they still have to grow their roots and then the stems and then they bud. And like you said, our bodies are an extension of nature. Like we got to realize there is a higher divine intelligence in these bodies and they have their own timeline and you don't rush nature. You can't just throw a bunch of pills at it and be like, go mush. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Mush, mush, mush. Now throwing really expensive supplements. It's a great analogy because that's what it's like. It's like throwing expensive supplements at you. It's so funny. It's it's like, I've done, I've paid the bills. Now where is my prize? You know? Right, exactly. And like, I've made enough financial sacrifices and the body's like, yeah, that's cute. I've invested in this circus game. Now where is my toy? It's funny because I had a client who brought their child in who had arthritis and this, this arthritis is now attacking other organs. And she's young and she's really young. And, you know, we spoke about, okay, so you, this girl's diet wasn't good at all. And I said, well, what have you tried? And they said, oh, we already did AIP. And I was like, how long? And she said 30 days. It didn't work. And I'm like, yes, but you've been having this buildup of inflammation over years. Do you really think the body's going to heal in 30 days? Like your skin turnover happens in 30 days. What about the white blood cells? What about the Mm -hmm. bones? What about the cartilage? Bones and cartilage take six months. Wow. Like try six months of AIP. Get all those inflammatory markers out of the body for six months and give it a real chance because you can't rush bones healing. You can't rush tendons healing. You can't rush ligaments healing. You can't rush these things. Muscles, they heal faster. You know, skin heals faster. GI tract heals faster. But, you know, everything has their own timelines. And so we got to connect to the nature of the timelines, Mm. the natural timelines, and honor them and be present with them. Yeah. And I think that the way that I've approached this with my body is to think of it like a relationship. And especially Mm -hmm. if if you've ever had somebody in your life who has been very toxic to you and maybe they've been mean to you or just abusive, physically abusive, emotionally abusive, 
Like those relationships take a lot of time and patience to heal, but you can't heal that relationship if you're ignoring it. So if you want to have better communication with your body, it's okay if you tap in and you ask it questions and you don't understand what it's saying to you. It's okay if you're like, I don't know what this means. I don't know what it's telling me. I'm confused. Like Mm -hmm. that's totally okay. Think of it as like a relationship that you're spending time with and the communication is getting more clear and coming at it with curiosity of like, I'm not going to wait until there's a huge issue before I want to start communicating. I'm going to take a little bit of time every day to just open up the conversation and be curious and start asking questions and see if there's anything my body wants to tell me. I love that. I love that so much. So some things that I do to help connect me with my body is, you know, it's funny every time I, because right now I'm going through a lot, I'm processing a lot and I'm trying to let my body take the lead in that. And the way my body loves to move emotions out of me is through music and movement. Yes, mm. me too. And so, so I try to put on a podcast and my brain's like, nope. Yep. And so I don't retain the information, but I'm like, but I need to. And your body's like, no, you don't. Yep. Like, and then I'm reminded, like, remember your soulmate just died a month ago? And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to so beat silly. myself out of this. I'm like, so all I do is like, I listen to so much music. And I just let it move through me. And whether it's like joy or loving or sad, like it just comes through. And then another thing too, like it's really beautiful because a lot of people are like, I'm an anxious person. And I'm like, actually anxiety is energy trying to move you to do something. Mm. So when I feel the anxiety and when I feel something like come up, I'm like, body, what do you want me to do? Sometimes it's writing. I love that. Sometimes it's like, and when I ask my body, what do you want me to do right now? Sometimes it's writing. Sometimes it's getting something off of my mind. Sometimes it's a post about Tristan. Sometimes, because Tristan, I honestly feel like Tristan is trying to get me to do his work for him. (laughs) You know, and I'm like, why didn't you just come back and do it yourself? But sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to write this down really fast. What What do you want me to do with it? Or sometimes it's like, I get an image of being in the mountains. I'm like, okay, I got to get to the mountains because there's energy that needs to be transmuted back to the earth. Way to trust. Right. It's taken time. Like trust is one of those things. Like I I think that's the true dance you know the mind wants you to do something but intuitively there's something in your heart that you want to do right you feel like you should be doing you feel like you really like crave or it's like oh my god this would be amazing right it's trusting that not doing what the mind wants you to do Mm -hmm. is actually the medicine yeah it's and and that's the practice that's why this is an absolute practice this is not something you get to overnight Mm -hmm. this is not it's this is when you become aware Mm -hmm. and in your heart you're like oh man i really just want to go for a walk right go Mm-hmm. do it don't know why you don't need to know why because the why is a function of the mind yeah right the mind is constantly trying to understand why something is happening right the body the heart all it wants to do is just experience just it experience it there's there's no words for the heart it's yeah. just feelings yeah and the feeling might not have a name it's flow it's feeling it's mm-hmm. just being it's just, and did we not all have cacao this morning or what <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you explain to people what you mean? (laughs) If you're a cacao drinker, we love cacao. So cacao has theobromine in it that allows your body to feel and can, I think, connect to the the emotion of love. So we are all just feeling lovey lovey sipping on cacao this morning. (laughs) We set an intention before this podcast. Raj took us through an intention of just like, love and letting things flow and serving people through love. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and here's the thing, love is the vibrational frequency of healing. It really is. And so, yes, it's the cacao. Yes. It's the intention. (laughs) Yes. It's the wisdom of love, 
But like, this is how we take it to the next level. This is how we level up in our lives. It's not the pounding of information in your brain yes. and feeding your mind. It's feeding the heart and the soul too. Yes. Like we have to jump, like we got to drop back into our bodies, guys, and let our bodies start taking the lead too. And so everything you guys are saying right now and everything and everything I'm saying, like, this is language people are not yet talking about yet, but it needs to become the norm. Because if there's anything we've learned is we've become so cerebral about healing that it's actually caused anxiety and panic and trauma, right? Like how many people have I counseled this week? By the way, this is my first week back in the clinic and it has been a ride. I have loved it, you guys. I love talking with you guys and connecting with you guys. But it has been a ride of like how much trauma and stress people put on themselves to heal. Yeah. And it's because they're coming from that mind place, mm -hmm. that masculine energy, that beat, beat, beat. I got to do, do, do. I have to, have to, have to. And so we just need to like slow down and allow the healing. So before we wrap up, what else do you guys want to add to this gem of a podcast? How can we give listeners tools to start implementing now? Gina, you have your Conquering Cravings coming up. You guys do not want to miss that. I promise you, I promise you, it would just be like this, but on a one-on-one -on -one basis. It's a lot, a lot of these concepts of we can let go of the intensity and the willpower and the mm -hmm. and the fierceness. And when you connect and you can listen to your body, you can actually soothe those feelings and the cravings naturally subside and settle and calm down. So you can step into that more gentle, nurturing feminine right. without yes. needing the intensity. And, and so conquering is kind of an intense word, mm -hmm. but it, it's actually kind of stepping back from the intensity and the battle and the fight around that and coming back to the listening and understanding and the gentleness with your body. Yes. So if you guys want to learn skills and tools, We'll put a link in the show notes, but it's getsy.ch forward slash cravings. Like you don't want to miss this. I can't wait to do it. Actually, I haven't done your course, so okay. I'll be there doing it uh, alongside with you. But before we close up, how can people integrate everything that we've been talking about today about healing from a heart and a soul space and integrating mind, body, soul? I would just, you know, if I had to think of a simple practice, it's just prioritize the nourishment of mm. your soul yes yeah. and like before you need it mm -hmm. right like this isn't something like i think most people rush to healing and practicing these things when things go wrong yeah but every single day you can make time to connect with yourself every single day mm -hmm. you can make time to nourish your heart and to yeah. nourish yourself and to practice listening to what your body wants yes and to practice being in that heart space and to listen to podcasts that fuel you or music mm -hmm. or dance or nature or movement or food or time with your family whatever it is take the time and make it a priority to nourish your soul exactly and the question I, I asked one of our Gutsy members on the Zoom call is, are you having fun? Are you having joy? Mm -hmm. Are you dancing or are you just doing, doing, doing the list? Like on a scale of one to 10, ask yourself, how much fun am I having mm -hmm. every single day? I love that. Like, if you're not at a 10 <laughs> or a seven or an eight or a nine, what are you doing? Yeah. What is the point of living right. if you're not having fun? And so if there are people in your life that are stealing your joy, yeah. that are blocking you from having it, why are they there? And it doesn't have to be the doing and the adventuring and the vacations. No. It can truly be the energy behind how you go about your day oh, and your health and your healing and your family. What rules have you bought that don't serve you? Mm. You know, like for, here's a great example. People are like, we sit down and we do dinner and we talk. 
The other day, my kids and I were dancing while we were eating. <laughs> it was the only way they were going to eat their dinner. I was like, fine, I'm going to embrace this and I'm going to dance too. So we were listening to like, oh my gosh, you're great. And I have a bar in between bites and they're running around the house. And that isn't the typical family traditional dinner, but you know what? It was ours and we had fun yep. and that's what they're going to remember, you know? And so if you are not having fun, what are you doing? If you are consuming media and people and television that is stealing your joy, stealing your life force, like blowing out your soul, why is it there? Yep. Why did you give it permission to take up space in your life? Mm-hmm. All right. And so we got to integrate our mind, our bodies, our hearts, our souls. And instead of forcing healing, just allow it to flow through you yeah. when we take these blockages out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. said. Anything else, you guys? That's great. No. Mic drop. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it, <laughs> that's you guys. It. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Raj, thank you. Gina, thank you. This was so fun. (laughs) Listeners, we love you. We will be here. We will keep waking you up to enjoying life and enjoying healing. Just have fun with it. It can be fun. It doesn't have to be a chore. We love you and we'll catch you next week.